0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. Today, we are going to get into something that is, yes, by nature, uncomfortable. You know, this season's theme is comfort. And we've had some really amazing conversations about things that we should be comfortable with, things that we should recognize in terms of what God will do and because of his ability and his promise, we can relax. Because of his ability and his promise, we can rest assured. But today, also, because of that same ability and that same promise, we're going to talk about being uncomfortable and moving out of our comfort zones. Now, first, I want to say there is a beauty and an importance of routine. There really is. You know, things like when we get up in the morning, spending some time in prayer, spending some time journaling, meditating, uh, exercising, exercising uh, and prayer and journaling are a big part of my mornings. That's really my routine. If you if you wanted to know, those are really the first things that I do when I get up in the morning and it sets the tone for what my day looks like so there is an importance in having routine there's an importance in paying your bills on time there's an importance of having a routine of speaking to the people that you live with Right. It is important to connect with your spouse, with your children, with uh, if you have extended family members that are living with you. Perhaps you're caring for a relative. It's important to have a routine of spending time with them. It's important to have a routine of picking up groceries and cleaning your home. There is an importance in keeping routine. It helps us order our lives and order our days. But then there may come a time, I said may, but the truth of it is there will come a time when the routine that we are keeping no longer serves what we are doing. It no longer works for us. And that could be on your job, it could be in your business, in your marriage, in your parenting. And it can most certainly be within yourselves. So when you find these things happening, it may be time to leave the comfort zone. Now, you say, how do I know that it's not working? Well, first of all, you have to be very self-aware. Because when you get into a routine, uh, somehow the routine turns into a rut. And we have to be most careful, I think, when it comes to our personal relationships. You see, as we watch what's happening with our children, with our spouses, with our coworkers, colleagues, business partners, one of the things that you might notice is that what you did and found great success in, you no longer find success in. What they used to laugh at, what they used to be thrilled by, what they used to be interested in, they're no longer interested in it. And even for yourself, when we really examine the person that we are and we see the things that we are doing, and that could be anything, it could be your eating habits, it could be the way that you approach um, storing information, it can be the time that you study or read, it could be one of a thousand things but it is very important to be self-aware because when you're self-aware, it gives you the opportunity to say and to see, this is no longer working. This is no longer bringing joy. This is no longer yielding the results that I normally have when I do this thing. And when you recognize that, and I wanna emphasize particularly with the healthy things, Right. When you recognize that. Then you also recognize that it's time to leave your comfort zone. It is definitely time to do something different. Now, the comfort zone is something that we are often challenged by, because what it means is that the thing that we have installed in our lives, we have to uninstall Uh, for those people who are uh, into computers, and I am not the most tech savvy person, but I know this much. There are things that are set as defaults, right? So perhaps your default page is a Microsoft page or a Google page or uh, an Internet Explorer page, uh, or perhaps you have selected something else. So every time you go online, um, your Yahoo page comes up, or like I said, your Microsoft or Google, whatever it is, that is your default. And so every single time you go online, the first thing that's going to show up is that default page, right? So the first thing you're going to see is whatever Google or Yahoo or Uh, Internet Explorer or whatever it's called, Bing, I think it is for Microsoft, whatever it is, it's going to show up. And you have to do something in order to change that default setting now whether we're talking about your the page that comes up when you when you're searching the internet whether we're talking about a printer that you have if you change printers you have to change the default setting because the old printer is no longer there and the new printer and your computer need to be able to speak to one another so you can print things out right there are several default settings that occur in our computers Um, And often we may have to refresh a page because we needed to make a change. And I know I'm not getting too technical because I am not very technical. I'm just uh, really kind of sharing out of the mistakes that I've made on computers and knowing and recalling what I had to do in order to get what it was that I wanted. And so the same thing is true when we have to leave the comfort zone. Now, what's the setup for the comfort zone? And how do I know that this is something that we can even track in the scripture? Well, and I I selected the New International Version of this. This is found in Mark, the seventh chapter in the 13th verse. And it says, Thus you nullify or cancel out the word of God, by your tradition that you handed, you have handed down, and you do many things like that. Wow, what a power-packed scripture. So here, this is Jesus speaking, and he's actually speaking to church people. It's really interesting the amount of times that Jesus is speaking to people um, that are believers that he is rebuking them. He is not celebrating them. He is not saying that they're doing wonderful things. He he is talking to leaders and he's often saying, um, You need to change. You need to do something different. You need to really examine the scriptures. Haven't you read? He says this to people who are teaching the Bible studies, who are in the synagogues, who are answering questions of the law to the general public. He's saying to them, haven't you read? Don't you know? Wow. So here we have Jesus saying, that you've made up traditions that maybe they circulate around my word, but they're not my word. You've handed these traditions down from generation to generation to generation. You've said, this is the way that we do it. But God is saying, this is not the way I want it done. I'm going to say that again. This is the way that you do it. And God is saying, this is not the way that I want it done. Isn't it interesting how you and I, because we all have to examine ourselves in this, you and I can make decisions about what God's word is saying, and we can take it way, way, way off base. And not only that, we take it off base, and then sometimes we don't take it at all. We just do things the way that we feel like doing them. We will go back to try to get somebody, and we will instruct our children to go back and get somebody that has done something to them. And I, I want you to hear me clearly not saying that you should set your child or yourself up for abuse. But we will tell our child to go back and get something or do something. And we will teach them through our actions, more likely our actions, right, than our words. We will teach them how to be unforgiving. We will teach them how to be vengeful. We will teach them how to hold a grudge. And you can't find that as something that God marries himself to. At all. He says vengeance is his and that he will repay. So why are we teaching our children to be vengeful? He says to forgive. And then you'll be forgiven. And we teach our children the model prayer, right? Forgive us our debts or forgive us our trespasses as we have forgiven those that have trespassed against us. So in other words, the word of God is saying the same way that we forgive others, that we will be forgiven. Have we thought about that? Have we really thought about that in terms of the way that we forgive people? Do we really forgive people? And what are we holding on to when we don't? We keep marrying ourselves to pain that God says he wants to give us the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. He wants to give us oil of joy. And we want to hold on to the pain. Why is that? Could it be that that's our comfort zone? Could it be that that's the way that we think we're supposed to manage things? Could it be that that's the way that we were taught regardless of what the word of God says about forgiveness and about liberty and about freedom? How can you be free, right? How can you experience that freedom that Christ came to give you when you are holding on to the pain and agony through unforgiveness that happened in your life. Now, I have to say, sometimes for certain things, forgiveness is an absolute process and freedom is an absolute process. There are horrific things that have been done to some of you that you have to walk yourself through a process, but you must choose To walk yourself through the process. You must choose forgiveness. You must choose to lay this in the lap of our God and Father and allow him to walk with you and help you to navigate the pain and the releasing of the pain that you've experienced. I know that there are people who are listening to this who have been through terrible physical abuse at the hands of someone that they loved. Whether that be a parent, a spouse, a sibling, whoever it was, you've been through something terrible. And so we don't minimize that. And we don't say that Any of these things come lightly. What we do say is that there is a process and that following that process will help you to let go of the pain of the past. And we certainly want you to live in that liberty and to live in that freedom that Christ came to give you. So as you hear these words, don't think that I'm saying that it happens overnight what I'm saying, that it happens as we consistently go to the Father, as we consistently get the help that we need. I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you need to have the help of a therapist walk you through a season, if you need a support group to help walk you through a season, by all means, go and do that. Let it be part of your process. But if you ever want to get out of the comfort zone that is trapping you, then you have to commit to the process. You have to commit to the change that it will take. You have to commit to doing something different and to being someone different. And by being someone different, I don't mean faking and being like someone else. I mean, digging down within yourself, having that conversation with God. As was said in Psalm 139, I think it's, I don't know, um, I'm not going to give a verse. I'm going to say it's in Psalm 139, but uh, I want to say it's somewhere in verses 23 and 24, um, where the psalmist says to search him. Search him. See if there's any wicked way in me, right? And by wicked, it doesn't mean necessarily mean that you're evil, but it may mean there are some things in me that I need to constantly, or I should say, from time to time, really, I need to go to God and have some Purging conversations, <laughs> I need to go to God, and I need to talk with Him about who I am, what He sees. You know God is so merciful he won't He won't show you it all all at the same time He at least I'll say for me, it's been kind of like a a one at a time kind of process where He's shown me you know now pam let let's look at that over there, or Pam. Have you considered this over here? Have you thought about how you might be different? and we go into conversation we you know we 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 pray you know prayer is supposed to be conversational you're supposed to talk, you're supposed to speak, and then leave some space to listen you know um God the Father wants to be conversational with you and I so I never ever ever want us to leave that behind yes there's a place for giving your list right of things yes there's a place for that there's a place for that kind of prayer there's a place for that kind of prayer right um be anxious for nothing philippians 4 Uh, And verse six, verses six and seven say, uh, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. Make your request. That's where you're giving your list. That's where you're sharing your information. That's where you're, you're telling God all about it, right? And then after you lay that list down, in return... God gives you the peace that passes all understanding to guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. See, it's it's conversational. It's back and forth, right? So as we are looking to leave the comfort zone, yes, talk with God about who you are and let him share some things with you. Now, he has some wonderful things to say about you. He loves you. He he. You're the apple of his eye. You know, there are wonderful things that God has to say. But also, if you ask him, he will share with you some of the challenging things and love you, walk you through your change process. So instead of holding on to those traditions, instead of holding on to all that stuff that really doesn't serve you, that really doesn't line itself up with the word of God, that really is part of the tradition of, you know, maybe a favorite aunt or uncle, uh, perhaps our, our families, you know, our communities, this is the way we've always done it. And that's not always the way that lines up with God, God's word, nor is it the way that may line up with the life that God has for you to live. And so we really have to think about these things. And so now I really want to leave you with uh, three tips, three concepts that I found in God's word. And there are many more, but these were the three that stood out for me when it comes to doing the new and leaving the comfort zone. And that's one found in Romans 12 and uh, the second verse that says, don't be conformed. Don't be conformed. Don't conform. Don't shape yourself in the way that this world shapes itself. But change or be transformed. And that's a total transformation. It's a total change. It's not a partial change. It's a total change. And how do we make that change? We renew our minds. We have to get a new way of thinking. We have to get a new way of operating. We cannot afford to keep this old way and expect the new to be able to survive. What does the Bible say? You can't put new wine in old wineskins that it's going to burst. You can't put the new you in the old you and expect it to last. You can't become that entrepreneur keeping a mindset of paycheck to paycheck. You can't be the new spouse in the marriage doing the old things. Let's let's put it this way. If you found out your spouse was allergic to something. That all of a sudden they're now allergic to it. Would you keep feeding it to them? No, you wouldn't. And even if it's something that you love to eat, it might be difficult, it might be challenging, but you love your spouse, so you make the change. Will you love yourself enough to make the change? Will you look at the person that you were, consider the thing that you want, and be invested in the changes that need to happen within you? The Bible tells us, it doesn't suggest that we don't conform. It commands us not to conform. And then it gives us the recipe or the formula for how to be different. We have to change our minds. How do we change our minds? We really get into this word and find out what it really says. One of the things that I keep finding in my travels is um, people who, again, going back to the scripture in Mark 7, people who have been taught something, but it really wasn't the Bible. People who have been trapped in a Bible that never existed. And a God that never existed. Now, I'm not saying that God doesn't exist. I'm not saying that the Bible doesn't exist. What I'm saying is what these people have been taught has not been the God of the Bible. Has not been what I have read and what I have understood of God's word. It has been something that has turned them in the complete opposite direction of God's word. Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy. So as we keep putting these traditions up. And people keep turning away. From our God. We have to consider that we need to leave the comfort zone of the way that it's always been. So first thing is invest in changing your mind. Invest in changing your mind. Then, uh, in First Chronicles chapter 14, verses 10 through 16, we see David. Now, David is fighting his longtime enemy, the Philistines. The Philistines were always fighting David. David was always fighting the Philistines, right? And it starts with Goliath and it just keeps on going really until he dies, right? We're still fighting the Philistines. And one of the things that I really love about this particular verse of scripture is that we see David fighting the Philistines multiple times. And each time he goes to God and says, how should we do this? will I succeed? And both times God says, yes, you will succeed, but he gives him different war strategies. He gives him different war strategies to fight the same people. So here's a clue. You may be coming up against the same situation, but God may want to give you the victory in a different way, and the only way that you know that is if you speak to him. We have Holy Spirit resident in us now that we're believers, alive and desiring to speak, possessing of all wisdom, possessing of all understanding, possessing of every answer that we could ever want for everything ever, and we still don't speak to him. Let me say it again. We have Holy Spirit resident within us with all knowledge, all wisdom, all answers. Sent to be our what? Comforter. Sent to be a counselor. Sent to reside within us at all times as he is enlivened and awakened in the life of the believer, and we don't take the time to listen. We don't take the time to ask. And so let's be like David. Yes, you may see the same enemy, the same situation come up against you repeatedly. But let's do as David did, and let's consult God. And let's see how he'd like for us to come up against that enemy. And then finally, recognize that God wants to do something new. I heard one preacher say one time, the message stays the same, but the method may change. God may want to do the same thing, but use you in a way that has not been used by anybody else. He may not want you to do it the way the last four choir leaders did it or the last four uh, heads of the deacon's ministry or the last five evangelists. He may have something completely different for you to do. And guess what? He may actually want you to make the most of your ministry outside of the walls of the church. How can you go and make disciples of all nations staying inside one room or one building? The answer is you can't. You have to find a way to reach out. So, to get back to it, God wants to do something new. In Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19, he talks about, can't you see it I want to do something new and guess what it's happening right now it is happening right now and so if you and I stay in our traditions if you and I stay in our old ways if we keep standing sl- solidly and flat <laughs> with flat feet in cement of our own stirring and making. We will not move to the new thing that God wants us to do and the new thing that he wants to do inside of you and inside of me. And so as we wrap up talking about comfort and this time leaving the comfort zone, getting into the discomfort zone, what we want to say to you with encouragement and excitement and soberness and hope and joy is leave the comfort zone when you hear God saying to you, it's time to do the new. That's it, Bloom Podcasters. Glad to see you today. Glad that you're listening up. We would love to know what you think about what it is that we've had to say. And as always, imparting our encouragement to you and to ourselves is this. Hey, come on. Let's grow together. Welcome, Bloom Podcasters. We're so happy that you joined us again. And this one is, well, a little uncomfortable. Today, in a place where we learn to be, live, outlast, overcome, and move, we're going to be focusing on the move part. Yes, the discomfort zone. Our theme today do the new. Bloom Podcasters, we are still the place to be, live, outlast, overcome, and move. Today, we are going to meet a woman that is magnificent. She is amazing, and you are going to love meeting Lachey Johnson. Let's go.